Alrighty, that's a way to kick off Lavender Hill. A little bit of Queen there with Killer Queen. And, uh, well, I've got some more Queen lined up for you later in the show. But just wanted to remind you how you might be listening. All your options out there for listening to Lavender Hill and just about any other program here on KZUM. A lot of you are listening locally at 89.3 FM on the radio dial, or you could be listening online at kzum.org, or perhaps you're using one of your handy-dandy, smarter-than-a-calculator devices and taking me on the road with you today using one of your favorite mobile listening apps like TuneIn or Next Radio. Or you could be one of those individuals that likes to play catch-up later on and uh, listen using the archives at kzum.org slash archives. The talk portions of Lavender Hill are also available through our SoundCloud. Just check the website there under archives and you should be able to find out how to find us on SoundCloud. All righty. Well. We do want to thank everybody who has donated thus far to our end of the fiscal year fall fundraiser. We've been having a lot of fun with that. We're a few thousand dollars shy of that, but you still got about five days to make your donations. So you can hop online to kzm.org, click that donate button, or you could take a chance here and call me at 402-474-5086, extension 1, and I can take your donation that way. It's a talk program, so I might be a little slow to answer the phone, but hey, I'll get to you. All righty, well. It's been another busy one in the news for LGBTQIA 2S, SOGI, etc., community activities and things hitting the headlines and all that. And our own President Biden has hit the headlines when it comes to supporting LGBTQ rights. He touted the importance of those rights in a recent UN speech. This is an article from February, September 23rd, February, Friday, September 23rd. Ooh. I think I should slow down and actually read through the bifocal instead of over it. Yay. Uh, Mer- uh, Molly Spray Reagan writing for LGBTQNation.com. In a speech this past Wednesday before the UN General Assembly, President Biden championed the importance of LGBTQ rights abroad. He declared, and I'm going to quote from him, the future will be won by those countries that unleash the full potential of their populations where women and girls can exercise equal rights, including basic reproductive rights, and contribute fully to building stronger economies and more resilient societies, where religious and ethnic minorities can live their lives without harassment and contribute to the fabric of their communities, where the LGBTQ plus community individuals live and love freely without being targeted with violence, where citizens can question and criticize their leaders without fear of reprisal, end quote. Back in February of 2021, Biden issued a presidential memorandum to protect the rights of LGBTQ people worldwide. That memorandum established the administration's commitment to, quote, ensure that United States diplomacy and foreign assistance 
promote and protect the human rights of LGBTQI plus persons, end quote. Among other actions, he directed agencies to combat the criminalization of LGBTQ identities, protect LGBTQ refugees and asylum seekers, and provide foreign assistance to advance non-discrimination efforts around the world. A large part of Biden's speech to the U.N. this past Wednesday focused on condemning Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. And I'll quote from that for you as well. Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the United Nations Charter, no more important than the clear prohibition against countries taking the territory of their neighbor by force. So yeah, still making a strong stand on what's going on in Ukraine. Thank you, Russia, and thank you to Putin. Ah, yeah, one of... Uh, uh, Dolt 45's cronies, or was he a crony of Putin? I, I, I get that kind of twisted, tangled around and all that. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm not talking about Dolt 45 today. Perhaps some of his supporters, but not him in particular. All righty. Well, this has been kind of a uh, an, an unfortunate trend going on where uh, not only are students... Uh, needing to be fearful in certain states and uh, municipalities about uh, being outed to friends, family, or the entire community when they're in school. Teachers also need to be a little concerned or more than a little concerned about that. Uh, according to an article on LGBTQNation.com from yesterday, Saturday the 24th of September 2022, uh, article by Greg Owen, Headline reads, Parents Attack Non-Binary Teacher at School Board Meeting. In Southern Oregon this week, a battle over pronouns spilled from school social media into a school board meeting where parents and other quote-unquote concerned citizens demanded the ouster of a non-binary first grade teacher. The unidentified teacher was recently hired to teach first grade at Griffin Creek Elementary School in Medford, Oregon. The meeting attracted several dozen speakers and protesters who insisted on addressing the issue despite the board's directive that personnel decisions were not a topic for discussion in the public forum, particularly when it involves privacy issues. Speakers at the mic were undeterred, however, uh, one of them saying parents want these conversations to be at home and not at school. According to district resident Tanner Farrington, uh, speaking to the board, uh, going back to quote him some more or her, not entirely sure with the name Tanner. Uh, first graders are very early in their development, and I believe that exposure to the complexity of preferred pronouns and gender roles is not appropriate for this age group. Farrington went on to say, my wife and I want our children to attend traditional public school, and issues like this are why they do not. He added, if children are being asked to use preferred pronouns, are they also being informed that they have a right under the First Amendment to not use preferred pronouns? Well, it's a little bit of a valid point there, but okay, we're talking about first graders. Yes, they are very early in their development of understanding of social mores, social norms, what's going on around them, and what have you, but they're also a lot more open-minded and accepting of things. If their teacher says that they prefer to be called Ms. or Mr. or Mrs., whatever their last name is, they're going to do it. 
if they prefer to be called teacher, they're going to do it. Why? Because that's what the adult in the room has asked them to call them. Do you get all upset and up in arms when uh, your young child, first grade or younger, calls grandma Nana? Because that's what grandma wants to be called? Or that uh, Aunt Josephine wants to be called Aunt Joe? Or something along those lines? Really, we're talking about first graders. Yes, they don't really understand everything that's going on around them. But it's not an undue influence on them, at least in my opinion. Now, granted, I don't have children. I do have many nieces and nephews, grands and greats and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, I do have a little bit of a say, but not a whole lot. So we'll just move on from there. But wow, the things that people get all in an uproar about. Okay. Well, let's see here. Keeping with education, I believe here. Uh, yes, keeping with education and uh, teachers getting themselves into hot water for one reason or another with either the, uh, the uh, school board or the parents or both. This is another article from Saturday, September 24th on LGBTQNation.com. Greg Owen again writing. A Jewish transgender teacher was outed by an online mob and then fired. Now... For obvious reasons, she's living in fear. At the start of the new school year in New York, a trans-Jewish teacher at Brooklyn's Megan David Yeshiva was outed by parents and forced by the school from her job. Talia Avrahami, uh, who holds a master's degree in Jewish education from Yeshiva University, was hired shortly before the school year began. Following Parents' Night at the Yeshiva, which serves a mostly Syrian Orthodox community, video of Yavrahami introducing herself went viral on YouTube and WhatsApp with accusations that Avrahami was masquerading as a woman. People dug up pictures from before she transitioned and shared them on social media platforms. Two Orthodox outlets in posts since removed disparaged Yavrahami's hire as shocking and quote-unquote insane. She was doxxed with her home address published online. The family was forced from their Washington Heights apartment for fear of reprisal. Video of Yavrahami leaving her building with her husband and child with bags packed up Friday was posted to an Orthodox YouTube channel. Uh, the video was shot the same day Yavrahami was forced to resign her position as a social studies teacher. Quite an apt position to be in. Uh, according to a spokesperson for Yavrahami, the yeshiva told her she wasn't a good fit for the school. Yavrahami agreed to take her salary through January in exchange for signing a non-disclosure agreement barring her from disparaging the school publicly. Over the weekend, the yeshiva sent an email to parents addressing the vacancy. And in that email, it reads in part, Please be advised that beginning Monday, September 19th, so this was last week, your child will have a replacement teacher for social studies. Wow. I got a little related news for you about that right after we take a little bit of a music break here for you. And, uh, you know, perhaps it is kind of telling with the title of music that I picked out. We're going to hear from Christine and the Queens with Science Fiction. 
Alrighty, a little Christine and the Queens off of their self-titled album. That was science fiction. And I told you we were going to kind of keep uh, along the same vein there, talking about uh, this time Yeshiva University, where the teacher that we were just talking about graduated from and kind of a follow-up to a story that I covered last week I believe at least I had it on the agenda and I've slept since then I can't exactly remember what all I talked about but uh, an LGBT plus advocacy group has stepped in after Yeshiva University froze all student clubs out of spite for a campus pride group Yes, I did talk about this recently. Uh, this is on uh, pinknews.co.uk. Emily, excuse me, Amelia Hansford. Wow. I'm making more errors today than usual. Amelia Hansford writing for them on September 22nd. Um, Yeshiva University blocked every single student club in response to an order from the Supreme Court ordering it to recognize the pro-LGBTQ plus YU Pride Alliance Club on campus. In response, New York's Jewish queer youth offered to fund all student groups on Tuesday the 20th as a way to stop the university's decision from painting, quote, a target on the backs of queer undergraduate students, end quote. It is pledged to raise at least $10,000 for the funding campaign with each functioning club able to apply for $500 in funding per event, according to YU's independent student newspaper, The Commentator. The nonprofit aims to support Jewish LGBTQ plus young people in the region and has been in constant support of the YU Pride Alliance since its establishment in 2019. From the outset, Yeshiva University has repeatedly refused to recognize members of the club and activities on campus, which prompted Pride Alliance members to sue the organization. And in June 2022, New York County Supreme Court found that the university was in violation of the city's human rights laws by denying the group recognition. Judge Lynn Coulter ordered the university to grant advantages, facilities, and privileges afforded to all other student groups to the LGBTQ plus group, rejecting the claims that the university had no obligation to do so because it is a quote-unquote religious corporation. She explained that recognizing the existence of the YU Pride Alliance did not violate First Amendment rights because a, quote, formal recognition of a student group does not equate to an endorsement of that group's message, end quote. But Yeshiva University did not accept the judgment and opted to take the case to the U.S. Supreme Court, which backfired spectacularly after the justices gave their 15th of September verdict, denying the motion to block culture's mission in a five to four decision but the university found a loophole realizing that if it blocked all student groups it therefore wouldn't have to recognize the lgbtq plus group hmm true i suppose Since that uh, U.S. Supreme Court decision, several students currently at the university have claimed that $150 to $200 of their tuition fees per semester, which goes toward club activities, should be refunded. True. A spokesperson for the religious institution said, quote, every faith-based university in the country has the right to work with its students, including its LGBTQ students, to establish the clubs, places, and spaces that fit within its faith tradition. Yeshiva University simply 
seeks that same right of self-determination. All righty, so you can uh, read up on that over on pinknews.co.uk and uh, you know follow some of the other stuff that's going on over there. And speaking of uh, pinknews.co.uk and politics, a headline from the 21st of September... Uh, Maggie Basca writing for the uh, site. Headline reads, Republicans push anti-LGBTQ plus bill in Pennsylvania that goes further than don't say gay. The Florida man's bill. Uh, GOP politicians held a rally at the Pennsylvania State Capitol this past Tuesday, the 20th, to introduce House Bill 2813. The bill shares similarities with Florida's Don't Say Gay law, which bans discussions of LGBTQ plus topics in classrooms between kindergarten and third grade. Pennsylvania State Representative Stephanie Borowitz, the bill's primary sponsor, said HB 2813 is, quote, patterned on the Florida legislation, but actually goes further than the other measure, according to uh, Penn Live which is a news site where you can uh, follow some of that if you want to. The bill states that any public or charter school, quote, may not offer instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity to a student in kindergarten through fifth grade. It would also require schools to notify parents of, quote, health care services offered by the school entity, end quote, to the students. The legislation would also allow parents to bring civil action against schools that they believe are violating the measure. Borowitz added she believed the bill could be extended further in the future and wanted to ban classroom discussion of LGBTQ plus topics through high school. It really needs to be protected up through 12th grade, she said. We need it to go all the way. However, and this is perhaps some good news here. The bill is unlikely to pass into law as Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf has already promised to veto HB 2813 and other don't say gay style bills if they land on his desk. Wolf wanted lawmakers in the state to focus on the real issues facing uh, Pennsylvanians rather than quote engaging in discrimination and bullying according to WHTM uh, a local news uh, network for ABC. HB 2813, uh, Governor Wolf said, is an effort to scorch individuality and normalize unacceptance. This legislation denies humanity by reinforcing homophobic ideologies. I'll let you read the rest of that article and the embedded links for yourself over on pinknews.co.uk. Uh, and, you know, that's, ooh, wow. Why? Really? She wants to do this through 12th grade? I mean, it's bad enough that she wants to do a kindergarten through 5th, but she wants it to go all the way through 12th grade? You know how many students, how many families that's going to alienate there, Ms. Borowitz? Uh, if it were to be passed, oh, heck, even right now with just the uh, possibility of it landing on the governor's desk, which, of course, he said he, will, he plans to veto it if it does, that's going to encourage certain families to move out of Pennsylvania. I mean, we see that here in Nebraska sometimes where uh, we don't get as many out-of-state students coming to some of our uh, 
four-year universities and colleges because we don't have clear and established anti-discrimination policies and laws. We see it when we don't have things like the uh, fairness ordinance, which I understand why, kind of, that that hasn't been passed through yet, or why it's been discouraged to be on the ballot in November. We'll just have to see what happens there. But we're losing people because of that. People are choosing not to live here. They're choosing not to move here. They're choosing to move away to cities and states that are more open and accepting and embracing. And now Pennsylvania wants to, well, some of the uh, the GOP leadership, at least in Pennsylvania, wants to uh, follow suit. Uh, not my idea of a good time. And to go further than Florida, man. Wow. Of course, he keeps getting himself into some trouble, too. I mean, if you've been following the news, then you know some of the uh, political gaffes he's made. Uh, which kind of reminds me of one little political gaffe of Dolt 45 that I want to throw out there. In a recent uh, public appearance, uh, he was doing a fundraising speech or something like that. Uh, you know, his slogan of Make America Great Again, he accidentally said, Keep America Gay. Or was it an accident? Who knows? It's Dolt 45 that we're talking about there. Anywho, we're going to go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break, have a little bit more music, and when we come back, I've got some more news to comment about for you coming from various places. We're going to go a little overseas for a bit of it, too, as well. But, uh, you know, hold on to your hats. Maybe pick up that phone or go online and make a donation. That's kzum.org or give me a call, 402-474-5086. All righty, there we go. A little bit off of the Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack with science fiction double feature. And just felt like it needed to be played today. I don't know why it just did. All righty, so I mentioned right before the break something about, you know, MAGA, you know, the uh, MAGA hats of the Republicans. A MAGA Republican is facing off with a progressive Democrat for a seat in Congress. And here's the kicker. They're both gay. According to an article on LGBTQNation.com, Molly Spray Reagan writing for them again Thursday, September 22nd, is when the article was posted. In an historic first for the country, two gay candidates are running against each other in a general election for Congress, and they are absolute polar opposites. In New York's 3rd District, which includes a large swath of Long Island and parts of Queens, progressive Democrat Robert Zimmerman is facing off against Trump-loving Republican George Santos. Not to be confused with DeSantis, although they probably have very similar leanings politically. Uh, Zimmerman is running on the platform of LGBTQ equality, access to abortion, affordable health care, and gun violence prevention. A member of the Democratic National Committee, he has been fighting to take corporate money out of politics and demolish the superdelegate system. As a closeted kid in the 70s, he was told by a trusted adult he should try conversion therapy. He never did, but has said the suggestion fueled his fire to become a political activist. Uh, Santos, on the other hand, supports Donald Trump, has said abortion is as barbaric as slavery. <coughs> And his voice support for Florida's Don't Say Gay Law. There we go. I told you he had some uh, so, uh, some uh, 
tendencies towards uh, Florida man there. He attended the January 6th Stop the Steal rally that led to the storming of the U.S. Capitol and was recently caught on video saying he wrote a, quote, nice check to help cover the legal fees of some of the rioters. Santos has denied supporting the lie that President Biden stole the 2020 election from Donald Trump. So he wiffle-waffling flip-flopping there already. Uh, Santos's official platform is focused on battling inflation, crime, and energy costs, all good things. In 2020, he called himself, quote, a walking, living, breathing contradiction and said he was, quote again, more fiscally conservative but socially liberal. He also tweeted that his sexuality has nothing to do with the issues and lambasted his liberal critics for, quote, playing identity politics and calling him a, quote, misguided, self-hating gay. Uh, eh, I'll let you decide that one for yourself, especially the New Yorkers in the 3rd District. Despite their completely opposing ideologies, whoever wins will make history as the first out LGBTQ member of Congress from Long Island. The seat is considered crucial to Democrats as they fight to keep their majority in the House. According to LGBTQ Victory Fund Deputy Political Director Cesar Toledo, Zimmerman is a front-runner in the race due to recent redistricting that has caused the area to lean Democratic. Uh, Toledo is quoted as saying, Biden won this seat by eight points, so Robert Zimmerman is highly favored and poised to increase LGBTQ representation in Congress. Victory Fund has officially endorsed Zimmerman, which, you know, hey, good for him. All righty. Well, going to be kind of watching that one, along with what's going on locally when it comes to the uh, November 8th election. Uh, you know, it's midterms, so it does not necessarily seem quite as important to some people out there, but it is just as important as a presidential campaign season, if not more so, because there's more voices that need to be heard. All righty, speaking about voices that at least think they need to be heard, and, well, hey, it's a free country. They can be heard. That doesn't necessarily mean that what they're saying is right or even fair or uh, anything that I would be supporting. An article over on pinknews.co.uk. Yes, I'm just kind of going back and forth between those two sources today because uh, I forgot to send my links to myself Friday before I left work. Uh, but an article by Amelia, hey, you got it right, Amelia Hansford from September 25th. Gee, that's today. Uh, Nazis and Proud Boys stage a chilling anti-LGBTQ plus protest outside of a church's drag bingo fundraiser. Uh, a group of people reportedly affiliated with various far-right groups, including the Proud Boys, protested at the First Christian Church in Katy, Texas on Saturday the 24th as a sponsored family drag bingo charity event was taking place. The sold-out show aimed to raise money for LGBTQ plus nonprofit Transparent Closet, which aims to provide clothing for trans and exploring teens, youth, and young adults, but was quickly overwhelmed by anti-LGBTQ plus protesters. The protests were reportedly planned by self-described Christian fascist Kelly Neidert, who was working with a group dubbed Protect Texas Kids, according to Axios, on Friday the 23rd. 
It further reported that anti-fascist counter-protesters had planned to blockade the neo-Nazi disruptors who were reportedly wearing Nazi regalia and far-right paraphernalia. Uh, Anti-fascists blared music from the trailer of the upcoming Little Mermaid film, which has been attacked by racists and far-right pundits for casting black actor Holly Bailey as Ariel. We're not even going to get into that right now. Authorities from the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Harris County Sheriff's Department responded to the rising tensions by attempting, attempting to separate the two groups. Yeah, maybe almost a little barbaric in and of itself to say this, but, you know, perhaps since the fire department was there, they could have just turned the hose on. Perhaps both sides. Anywho, uh, so a video from uh, journalist J.R. Jordan shows a brief altercation in which the two groups spray what appears to be pepper spray at each other while armed police attempt to keep them separated on either side of the road where the church is located. Wow, kind of really tense there, you know. If the police and fire department hadn't shown up, who knows what could have happened with that. But it's like, hello, this is a church. Hello, this is a fundraiser for children, youth, and young adults. What's the problem? Okay, I know what the problem is for the uh, right-wingers, for the Proud Boys and the uh, neo-Nazis that may or may not have been involved. But really? Huh. I don't pretend to understand people sometimes. Really don't. Uh, it's not really my place to understand, but I am going to question why as often as I can. And we're going to have some more music before we go across the pond into the UK or make a brief stop back on the way home in Cuba. Kind of give you a little bit of an idea of where we may be going with all that. But uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one here. And I do mean a little bit of fun. This is kind of a tongue-in-cheek song, if you will, by our friends in the Pacific Northwest Bone Poets Orchestra. This is Sex Change Reagan. Like I said, a little tongue-in-cheek there from our friends in the Pacific Northwest Bone Poets Orchestra with Sex Change Ray Gun. That's off of their album, Ecstasy in the Ruins. All right, well, I said we were going to hop the pond and go to the UK, well, to England in particular. So I'm, of course, going to be referring to pinknews.co.uk and an article by Lily Wakefield from September 23rd, 2022. Posey Parker, a.k.a. Kelly Jane Keene, Posey being her alias, has said she will run against Eddie Izzard as an MP, Member of Parliament, for Sheffield Central. All right. Eddie Izzard, a longtime Labor Party donor and campaigner, has confirmed she will be running for the Sheffield Central seat at the next general election. Speaking during a live stream on Thursday the 22nd, King, on the other hand, who recently held a disastrous rally in Brighton for her group Standing for Women, is quoted as saying, I have every intention of running against Eddie Izzard, whoever uh, she may be, or wherever she may be, pardon me, uh, as an independent, somebody who wants to talk about this specific issue. And what specific issue is that? Well, she's claiming that uh, she is going to... Uh, obliterate gender or 
something along those lines. So I will be running. I'm very excited about that. I think this is something that we can do, she's quoted as saying. I think this is something we can do wherever we are. And I think if you want to run under the political banner of standing for women, I'll be most happy. King uh, continued saying she would, quote, campaign on the basis of repealing the Gender, Rec- Gender Recognition Act, GRA, and said she intended to erase the word gender. We're going to totally obliterate the word gender, she said. We are going to make sure the word woman is only used for women. Very, very simply. We're going to basically unearth this <clears throat> from its very foundation. Uh, yeah, Miss Pezzy Parker over there. <laughs> she said that she doesn't expect standing for women to, quote, flood the House of Commons with loads of MPs, but said, we expect to dominate conversation. We expect to have our views taken seriously. Well, I hope that your views are taken seriously, just like I hope that the uh, pro-trans politicos there in England, uh, that their voices are taken seriously. And I'm not a British citizen, so I have no say in anything that goes on over there. But uh, Eddie Izzard, I'm behind you all the way. All righty. Well, on our way back to the U.S., I want to stop in Cuba. So that's what we're going to do here. I've got a little bit of news from Cuba. Believe it or not, I actually found something for our uh, neighbor there. Uh, And this is, again, coming from pinknews.co.uk with uh, Maggie Bosca writing for them today, September 25th. The headline reads, Cubans to decide on same-sex marriage and whether queer people can adopt in a landmark referendum. So Cuba, a communist Former, former communist country, perhaps they still consider themselves to be. It's so hard to tell what's going on in the world anymore when it comes to those titles. Might actually be a little bit ahead of the game when it comes to certain things. All right, so subtitle to that headline reads, Cuba's government has urged citizens to approve a new LGBTQ plus friendly legislative package that would introduce same-sex marriage and allow queer couples to adopt. Cuba is holding a referendum on its new family code, which will greatly expand LGBTQ plus and women's rights today, Sunday, the 25th of September. The measure began a public consultation in April and was approved by the Cuban Assembly in July. Citizens will now vote to decide whether to approve this new code, which would legalize same-sex marriage, allow same-gender couples to adopt children, guarantee greater rights for women, and promote equal sharing of domestic responsibilities. The communist-run government, they still consider themselves to be communist, despite this rather progressive move, uh, led a campaign in the last week to urge citizens to vote yes on the LGBTQ-friendly package. This included promotional segments on radio and TV, roadside billboards, and tweets from President Miguel Diaz-Canal, Diaz-Canal shared an image of some moving life stories that describe the importance of the referendum. The code is who we are, he wrote. It's Cuba. 
All righty. Well, I'll let you read the entirety of that article if you want to. But we've got a fun thing coming up for you here in the next couple of hours on the women's show. Twyla was recently at a music festival and she did some interviews. She did some uh, live recording of performances and you're going to get to hear some of that. Uh, she's going to be uh, airing an interview with Janet batch about her new release you be the wolf and that's going to be followed by some uh recordings of live performances oh it's a live interview okay all right i was misinformed there but that's okay a live interview with janet so i guess i get to stick around a little while to make sure that's all set up and going well but uh want to do one last pitch for you today since this is my last time in the fiscal year to ask for your funds. We are still looking for a little bit more money from our listeners out there. So this is an opportunity for you to donate to KZUM and uh, put your money where your ears are. You can go online to kzum.org and click that donate button and uh, make your contribution that way. You have until 11.59 p.m., on the 30th to make it so that it uh, appears in our fiscal year for 2022. If for some reason you don't make it by that deadline, then hey, you can help us kick off the next fiscal year as well. We, we love getting the support from our listeners out there. We love knowing that you get something out of what we're doing here for you on KZUM. I'll be back next week with some more news some more views my uh my commentary which is far from common uh <laughs> and uh you know maybe make you laugh a little bit along the way and of course some great music to make you get up and dance and speaking of some great music to make you get up and dance we're going to go out with some more queen i told you we would and you always hear these two together when it comes to queen on regular radio on community radio on some of their albums, you always hear these together. And I thought, well, let's, why not? So we're going to hear We Will Rock You, followed by We Are the Champions.